Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway Superfans. From Broadway Superfans. Well, Emily, Fun Home has closed. One less lesbian musical theater protagonist on Broadway. Fortunately, still one standing. Yes, Seely, stand tall. Yes, girl. Throw your stand shoulders tall. back. Yes, wear those pants. And maybe that, uh, maybe the prom will come. And then there'll <gasps> mm. be another one, and hopefully not a massive one. Yeah. I, I'm sad that Fun Home is not on Broadway. I know. I went to see a live uh, recording of the Gilmore Guys podcast, and they've started at the end of their episodes. Each of them and the guests uh, for that week say a thing about pop culture that they're really obsessed with, sort of like in the in the, mm. you know, it's a very pop culture heavy show, so that yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no, that's totally, and totally And I really on wanted brand. to, like, yell out at them, but I didn't because Kevin's suggestion was Fun Home, which he knew had closed. Um, but he was like, I didn't realize it was closing. I wanted to talk about it. And then we saw it two days later, or two days ago, so I thought, I'll talk about it anyway, even though it closed. And I really just wanted to be like, it's going on tour, because he kept being like, but now it's closed. <laughs> But now it's close. But it's going on like, I, I wasn't that person who shouts something right. out at a live show, but I really wanted to be like, it's touring, everybody. It's touring. Plug the tour. Guys, you can still see it. It's not dead. <laughs> it's not. It's like, I mean, that is like a line of non-theater community people tend to take when a show that makes its way into the mainstream consciousness closes where they're like, it doesn't exist well, he's pretty. He's pretty musical theater savvy. He knows a lot mm. of musicals, but I think just not being in New York, like they're based out of LA. You know, you're not right unless right. you're unless you're a, like a musical theater or a theater actor. You don't necessarily need to be up on on all of that stuff. So, but I really totally. I was trying really hard not to shout it out. <laughs> also, other sort of musical uh, tie into that podcast that I saw was their guest this week was Mara Wilson of pre-Matilda the Musical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was a lot of fun, but... um, Didn't she just publish a book? Yes, yes. uh, It was good. I'm sure they did that completely on purpose that they plugged her book also. (laughs) I think it's called When I Grow Up or something. When I Grow Up. Is it really? No, it can't be. I think so. Anyway, um, so guys, Fun Home is not on Broadway, which is a real bummer, but it is touring. <sighs> yeah. So I'm, I'm, and you get the cast recording yes. if you haven't. Yes. <laughs> All those things. I really wish I had gotten in to see it one more time, but I do, I am planning on, I think, where did we say it's going to, like, Philly and... Hartford or something like it's going to two places that are very close to us so it's an easy trip to go see it yeah we can go to both cities (laughs) well another show announced closing Jersey Boys what do you think we're gonna actually get to see it before it closes did you think that we're gonna be like we tried (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, we tried! We were going to see your show, and then we just, you know, life just happened for the last nine years that I've been living in New York City. I couldn't find the time. I mean, I would like to see (laughs) it. I don't, like... Same. 
Sure, I don't not want to see it. I just don't want to have. I don't have money that I feel well, like and going we do to have put to that a potential right connection. So maybe we'll seek that connection out, and if it's a dud, maybe it's a dud. You know, then yeah. then we'll be so like, well, just, if you're listening boys, to this right now and you want to give us free tickets to Jersey Boys, our email is Patty I mean, and Emily maybe I'll at gmail dot com. Email their PR people and be like. Hey, we've never seen Jersey Boys, and we would love to see right. it before it closes. Yeah, we'll give you that long-awaited review. Oh yeah, sure. We'll tell all the people. I know people really want. If you haven't seen really the tour, know yet, what we think about Jersey Boys, or if you haven't seen the Vegas big girls, or don't whatever. cry. I can't wait for the revival. The one woman Jersey Boys with Alice Ripley. <gasps> I'd see it. See, one woman anything with Alice Ripley would work. Well, obviously. <laughs> when does it close? Um, like January fifteenth. Yeah. All right. Okay. Do they still have Rush? And is their Rush, if they do, is it still as intense as it was, or the lore was mm. surrounding it years? I don't think it's still as intense as that. There was a while there where Jersey Boys required two forms of identification yeah, that's for their student Rush. Because I think that was one of the first shows, because it was so popular especially when they started doing the Rush, the scalpers really mm. um, took over the Rush lines. Yeah. Uh, let me look at the playbill. Let me look at this playbill feature. See what they have to say about it. Jersey Boys. Oh, there's a lottery. There's an online lottery. Oh. I'm assuming Excellent. through Today Ticks or maybe Broadway Box. And yeah. there's... Yeah, no, it still says two forms of identification. That is overkill. For the student rush. It's a student and general rush, so I don't... That Wait, doesn't so make sense. Wait, one, so one is your driver's license and one is your student ID. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. I know, but still. I don't have a... And a well, I guess I do have a passport, but that's ridiculous. Don't make me bring my passport. Also, I don't I understand how many because it says... Uh, forms of identification you have to give at Hamilton. It says general and student rush. And then it doesn't address the general aspect of it. Because it just says two kinds of photo ID must be shown. A non-expired full-time student ID as well as a government-issued photo ID, driver's license, or passport. Hmm. That's weird. Those instructions I feel aren't like clear. It's just old instructions. I don't know if anyone's done. Maybe yeah, I'll look yeah. at the boards. But if anyone's done the Jersey Boys Rush anytime recently, let us know. It's only twenty seven dollars though. It's a real throwback. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Twenty seven dollars. I know. Shit. Remember when Rush was like twenty five dollars? I do remember that. And now you're like, oh, $40 Rush. I remember, what show was it mm -hmm. that the Rush, the first show that was like a $40 Rush, I think it might have been Priscilla. Or they did a mm. lottery. But, you know, sort of same kind of thing. And I, do you remember how mad I was about that? Yes, I do. <laughs> I remember because we got into a whole argument about it because you were like, this is, this is an outrage. How dare they charge us $40 for our rush seats? Those seats are only worth $25. And we got into a whole conversation about like what the worth and value of things are. <laughs> and like how that, like how worth is defined by the market. I'm so mad about it. Because oh my god, you were so even angry. Now, this was also like before you would ever pay money, you would ever pay t like $40 to see a concert. Unless it was an in sync you know? concert. Right, right. <laughs> but this is back in the day when you like skipped out on a Kate Baldwin concert because you were like, I would never spend the same amount of money on an hour long concert that I could spend on a two hour musical. How dare you? Yeah. And I think also because. I don't know how much tickets, regular price tickets cost for Priscilla, but 
at mm. that time, the last row of a lot of shows was still like under 50. Right. Like, so I think that was the other thing where I was like, I get that they're like closer, but also the front row seats for this show are only $25. So why are the front row right. seats for your show when your back right. of the mezzanine are all the same prices? Right. But they just yep. went with it. They just um, Mel brooks it and changed the game. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Changed the game, and it was a win for capitalism and a lose for everyone else. <laughs> it usually is. Yep. Reading the Emma Goldman's memoir is really making me like Aaron's and Flaherty. How about, like, a musical just about Emma Goldman? Sure. I'd see it. Mm. I think it'd be a real hard sell. (laughs) (laughs) She's such a fascinating life. Like, her life is so interesting and dramatic. There's so much, you know, rich drama just ready, ready to hop on the stage. Well, maybe. But, you know, anarchy. Well, when does the play at the Hudson start? Let's see. The Hudson? The new Broadway theater. Oh, right, right. Because I wonder what the gap will be. March 6th. Okay, so... I was just wondering if there would if there would be an overlap of us needing to be at, like, go to two theaters. So if we don't see Jersey Boys... Before March sixth, when the HUD, when this show or these performances start in February, in February we could have like a month where we still have where we have to go to two theaters if we don't see Jersey Boys before something comes into the oh. August Wilson. You see, ah. <laughs> I would love to have... So in order to maintain our numbers in favor of we've seen this many, or uh, we've sat in this many theaters... Well, I just, I would love we have to, see Jersey- to, before the next Broadway theater, theater opens, opens, have, have sat in slate. all the theaters yeah. that were open. Yeah, yeah and I understand yeah. how your mind works in that way. <laughs> it's not like That's a necessity, funny. and I won't stress out about it if it doesn't happen. Sure, sure. But, but it's like, like a nice It's little, a cute little yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, it coinciding with your ten years exactly. in New York. What? Uh, it's like your achievement. Ten years in New York. I sat in every uh-huh. Broadway theater. Yeah, that means I should try to see Jersey Boys before 2017, sometime yeah. this fall. I think it's. I think it's feasible. I think it's doable. Yeah. Well, if if yeah. it waits till 2017, it has to be in the first 15 days of 2017. So. <laughs> So what are you going to do? Another thing is that tonight is the last five years concert. Boo, it doesn't exist because we're not there. Boo. Laura Benanti also is sad she can't be there. That's because she's in like Nebraska or something. Oh. (laughs) She's doing it in Nebraska. God, Nebraska (laughs) is definitely like the number one American state that I literally forget exists. Like, I definitely think Nebraska is the number one on my list of, like, Nebraska, Arkansas, Missouri. Oh. I think those are the three states that I most forget Arkansas, exists. definitely. Sorry to any of our listeners yeah, right? in any of these states. Missouri, I know a lot of people in, like, St. Louis and stuff. Oh, okay, okay, I don't. And Nebraska, a lot of my boyfriend's family is from Nebraska, so I probably, before um. we started dating, didn't really think much about Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska is definitely, like, if I was filling out a blank map of the United States, I would have to figure that one out by process of elimination. Well, I think it's, like, just one of those square. I think it's just square. Right. It's, it's like, vaguely the same shape as Tennessee, kind of, No. Tennessee is long and skinny. Yeah. It's not long, but it's, like, Mm. a vertical state. Mm. And then Kentucky, Nebraska's like Kentucky's right above borders it. Ohio. Yeah, they both Kentucky and Tennessee, uh, 
I think they both border part of the bottom of Ohio. I think of, of Nebraska as a ranching state. Nebraska does not border Ohio. Is that what you asked? Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> no, doesn't. no, no. It's on the other side of the Mississippi. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. What is Laura Benanti doing in Nebraska? I think she was doing like a master class. Cool. God damn it. I wish I could drive around and go to every single state. Yeah, that'd be fun. <sighs> I want to go on a road trip. You know what I wish I was on a road trip seeing right the fuck now that is like tormenting me via Instagram? Emily Skinner and Follies. Oh, God, I know. Every day she posts another goddamn gorgeous picture of herself in costumes being on stage with fun captions. And I'm like, why am I not seeing and this like production? And like being so in love oh. with Nancy Opal. Oh. I know! I know. Can you imagine Follies? I'm sure that they're having like the fucking time of their life and are just, I bet, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's so amazing. What an amazing part for amazing women. And I want to see it. Take it to Broadway. <laughs> I mean, that's a cast that would get me to see Follies again and, like, be excited about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we've talked. I didn't hate Follies, but it wasn't yeah. my show. It wasn't a show for me, at least at right. that point in my life. Right. Maybe in yeah. 10, 15 years, it'll speak very deeply to uh, me. D- I knows? would love <laughs> to go see Follies with you when we're both going through menopause. How old is she supposed to be? 39? Doesn't she no, say that? she's supposed to be like 45. Oh, okay. She's like 45. I knew it was like absurdly the young Bernadette for Peter's Bernadette. Peter's character? Yeah. yeah, it was like 40. She was like 45. You knew exactly I what I was some... talking about, too, because that's not even the character that Emily Skinner is playing. She's know, playing Jan Maxwell. Right. <laughs> yep. I know. Oh, my God. She posted pictures of her. I know. And that, like... Sexy yeah, jazz Lucy dress. and Jesse. that song. Oh, yes. Uh, well, if you don't follow Emily Skinner on Instagram, kids, you're missing yeah. out. Get your life together. <laughs> what were you talking about the last five years? But let's just, I mean. Last five years. They should record Listen, if you're it going, and release it. And yes, then I'll it, give them it. my money. And that money it. can go to the charity, too. I yeah. wouldn't like. I wouldn't even uh, do research on what charity it was. I would just be like blindly take my money. <laughs> and then it's like Catholics against and abortion. Then I'm like, well, my mom probably would have supported them anyway. So. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> I don't think Jason Robert Brown would do a concert for Catholics against abortion. <laughs> Also, that's a little redundant, <laughs> Catholics Against Abortion. Yeah, you should come up with a snazzier name for your charity, Catholics Against Abortion. Actually, there's a, ca- a charity called Catholic Charities. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking scam. <laughs> well, it's the Catholic Church, so... <laughs> well, what is that? I feel like there's a... There's some movie where someone's like pulling a scam and they're like oh make it out to like chicago all saints hospital just do the initials oh yeah the initials are cash yeah. what is i know what you're talking about and i can't chicago all saints hospital isn't that it i don't know somebody tell I mean, us it definitely it's works a tv with or cash. movie that's funny <laughs> oh my god and maybe it was like scrubs or something well listen anyone who's going to this last five years concert i don't want to hear oh about god. it but i do want to hear it so <laughs> Work that mm. out for me, please. Just, yeah. I I um, want to hear about it, and I want to hear it, and I just hope that you treasure this experience and feel fucking lucky, asshole! No, I'm just kidding. No, you should. Like, have a great I mean, time. You don't need to be You should have an amazing at, time. You should feel lucky, asshole. <laughs> oh, what a, what a treasure. What a treasured experience. Oh, God. What's the point of living in New York if I can't be there? <laughs> I envy all of you across the state and country who just were like, well, I can't see that. Mm. Anyway, 
Let's talk about yeah. something we did see. Oh my god! We saw Marie and Rosetta. It was so amazing. I really fucking like I I want to use all my hyper- hyperbole words now. Do it. All of them. Preach. All of it. I was saved. This show is the way, the light, the truth, all the things. It was so it was I had such a great experience. It was so good. Like those two women. Uh, also because I neither of us really right. knew anything going right. in. Which I mean that's and not surprising. I, I don't know much about a lot of gospel singers of the well, past sure, sure. for many reasons. Right. Um but But I also enjoyed going home and reading both their Wikipedia pages. Mm-hmm. And then I also downloaded all the oh. music that either of them had available on Spotify. Excellent. And I've only, like, basically only been listening to that. And it's fucking oh, fantastic. I haven't visited any of that. So I should. Yeah. There's actually, like, uh, Marie Knight is only has two albums on Spotify and then appears on several albums, but, like, lots of them are compilation albums of, like, ladies singing the blues right, and, like, right. blues, rock, gospel, rock and roll and stuff like that. Um, so it's a lot of, like, re- repeated songs. Um, but Sister Rosetta Th- Tharp? Yeah. Tharp. She has a lot of music on Spotify. Like, there's a lot of music there. There's a lot of albums, and I downloaded all of them. Yeah, I mean, well, based on how she was presented in the show, that's not surprising mm, to me. Yeah. Well, I guess I was more happy that they were on Spotify and that I could just download them. That makes sense. Because sometimes... As uh, I find, as a musical theater person, Spotify does not have a lot of what I want. Yeah, I've heard that. I think a lot of the new stuff is getting added to that, but, like, there's not a lot of back Mm. cataloging. Right. Old stuff? No way. There's, like, so much musical theater that's not on Spotify. And, like, whatever. I don't know how it works, Netflix and your deals. Um, But, like, having so much of her, so much gospel. (laughs) That's so great. I'll have to listen to it. Hmm. There's a live album. That's one's really good. That's what I, oh. I was just listening to that on my way Is home. it just her? Did the two of them yeah, release just anything her. together? They, I, not, I'm, I think they, I mean, they recorded singles that they released. I couldn't find their singles on Spotify. Or, you know, honestly, like, I downloaded about 300 songs. Okay. Um, <laughs> So I haven't listened to all of them, and I certainly haven't even, like, like sorted through all of them. I literally just, like, searched both their names and was like, download everything. I'll go through it yeah. later. It's so nice having a phone with all this space on it. Ugh. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, so my question to you is because both Rebecca Naomi Jones and Keisha Lewis have very distinct voices of their own. Do they sound anything like these women? Well, actually, now that I think about it, I think I've only listened to Rosetta's stuff. I don't think I listened to the okay. two Marie Knight albums that I downloaded. So I can't speak to that. Um, with Keisha, yeah, I think she does a really good job of capturing her mm. voice. And, and, you know, because especially, like, listening to Keisha sing in that, like... You have her voice from Leap of Faith. Like, we both had her abilities and vocal abilities and vocal acrobatics, like, from Leap of Faith in our mind, I think. And, like, you know, it's amazing to see a performer, like, hit notes in all these amazing ways, yet, like, in that... Who was I talking about recently where I was like, you only saw 30% of their vocal power? Rachel York in Grey Gardens. Oh, yeah. Same thing, I think. In to a lesser degree for Keisha in this play. in the her vocal perf- yes okay. in this play because like I like in Leap of Faith she sure. was just like scrout scrout everything scrout all well, of it and, and that's style. like what was so cool about this show was like seeing yeah yeah like and even mm, that was I think the thing that I really 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 loved 
maybe also as a person who like doesn't know anything about te- the technicalities of music, mm-hmm. like actively listening to the differences. Like when she was, when Rebecca was playing the piano and she was telling her to swing. Like me, I know. Like I'm like I understand what that means. Like I know that n- not playing swing is like you just are playing the notes, and swing is like you're kind of playing. But I don't really understand. So like especially in that part, yeah. those parts where Did they you were hear like the doing music and then and do- what it sounded yes, like. Totally. Though? So swing yes. is that you're playing every or when you're not swinging, you're playing everything on the beat. So it's like da 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 da, but. If you swing it, it's like da 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 da. Like mm, it, mm. you, you're not on. You're not rigidly sticking to the beat. Right, right. Um, yeah, I loved. I fucking loved the like the the whole musical progression of the show of. Especially, like, the way Rebecca's character transforms throughout yes, the, the show. absolutely. Um, like, it was just so cool to watch them, like, just, like, what felt like they were just jamming yeah. together. It was awesome. It was fucking amazing. And I think, I think it was so great to hear these women sing in the way that, that paid reverence to the style of the music that they were singing mm. because like you were yeah. saying, the reason that you only heard a fraction of what Keisha's voice can do is because the kinds of runs that are prevalent right. in gospel music and pop music and whatever now weren't then. And she could do that. She right. could run right. all the way to Texas and back with her voice, <laughs> but that's not what Rosetta sounded like, just, like. Right. And I love like, you know, I fucking love the moment when uh what when Rebecca when Marie was like ah you shouldn't be singing it like that you should be singing it like you know operatic yeah. or whatever and she was like really bitch you want me to sing it like this like and oh, doing well, that, that and like I just whole uh, lot of shade for Mahalia that. Jackson in the show <laughs> Mahalia Mahalia and I I know who she is, and I know her voice, but that's about it. I don't know very much. It's sort of the same reason that I didn't know who Rosetta was. Mm. You know, that's not music that was played in my house. Uh, and right, it's not, totally. like, music I sought out because then after i wasn't gonna go and right. seek out spiritual music right you weren't like ooh, religious <laughs> exactly. music i've just left the, exactly. the catholic church <laughs> um, yes but and I as know a jew gospel is also not in my wheelhouse right. and mm. i did not so know who she is. just knowing who she is i really enjoyed uh now this play has shaded what my view of mahalia jackson is you know what i mean that's hilarious um yeah totally uh, also, I sang an embarrassing number of those Negro spirituals and or gospel songs in white Oof. choirs. That's like this yikes. train, definitely <laughs> sang this train. Mm. Uh, so that's just a truth that's that funny. I have to own. And yeah, I remember when I was in high school, I know it's never in choir, but in high school when they were do they, you know, one year were doing some sort of like holiday concert uh-huh. and it was like all very, you know, very like Christmas Christian yeah. music. And then they sang um, like the Israeli national anthem as their like Jewish oh. song. Because they were mostly I think they did it because the choir teacher was like, like made them learn it phonetically and you know blah 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 we're challenging ourselves but uh, yeah sometimes you just shouldn't sing those things yeah Yeah. oh well it's okay Patty you just have to own it I own it I own the yellow face that I did when I was in 5th grade in South Pacific you know what am I gonna do I can't change the past I can talk about it and tell people why it was wrong yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, I mean, what else about this show? So it's not a, a spoiler to say that these they play two musicians who are appear on stage as if they're playing the piano and Rosetta a guitar also because later in the show 
they do a really cool way to highlight the two musicians who are playing. Um, mm. But they did a great job. It's so hard miming instruments when you're not actually yeah, playing yeah. them. Like, aside from the guitar, which is difficult enough, especially because you're you, you're facing the audience, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And, sh- and Tisha did a great job. But also, when you're at the piano, like... I thought for the first half of that show, I was like, I, I thought they were playing the piano. Me too. Me because too. Because their miming of the movements and the way well, their bodies here's moved. the thing that I was thinking about along this exact line is like, it was like, I think at first we were both like, oh my God, this is so fucking amazing. Both of them are like playing the instruments for themselves. Like I got really excited that both, that I thought both of them were playing for themselves while, because the first time we hear either of them sing is Keisha, what we perceived as accompanying herself singing. And then like also then Rebecca, the first time she sang was also what we perceived as her accompanying herself. But like, I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, blah, 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 like, they're so good at mimicking it. But then I was like, basically with the piano, like, you take the strings out or something, but you're playing it. Yeah, and that's true, too. They potentially I mean, were you playing, are playing a lot of what it. was actually happening. Yeah. I mean, like, to mimic, like, I remember seeing a production of Fiddler on the Roof a few years ago that a dear friend was in. Uh, yes. Who was playing the fiddler and it was like the you know there are like you can hold an instrument and just like i'm holding it and the bow is and and like you know where you're just holding and doing movements but like i feel like both of them were like they very well may both be talented enough that they could have played for themselves you know what i'm saying but it was amazing. In any event, now I want to know, I want to talk to all the props people and understand all the technicalities of how you have a performer miming the moves on an acoustic guitar three feet from the audience, yet having the band playing the actual guitar that's going, like, amplified ten feet away from the audience. How does the audience not... We have, There was, like, no awareness of, you know, even just those tiny noises right yeah i don't it's amazing i'm curious i mean i don't know either what kind of wood was it was it a filled in guitar on the inside i don't know because Is that how especially that works? when she know. took that out in the first number that she did with it i'm like 99 percent sure everyone in that audience thought she was playing because yeah. of the enthusiastic ovation yes and like i don't even you know i as we're talking about this, it doesn't make either of them less of musicians because they weren't playing. But, like, whenever anything like that right. happens, you're not expecting it because as an audience, we're trained to see singers on stage, not right uh, musicians playing instruments on stage. Right, so it's right. just always, yeah. like, an added, like, wow, you could do this, this, and this, and now you can also do this. <laughs> right, right. Uh, but she wasn't. She wasn't playing, and she did damn fine work I mimicking mean, or miming or whatever you want to call it. That's what I would. That's what I would like. Wonder, like I would be curious. Like, like can we set up? You want to do like a concert? No, I mean hire the band for the concert too. Okay, do you want to just come over to my apartment on a Saturday in between shows sometime just for a chill hangout, and you can play the guitar for me. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the way she was playing it, regardless of whether or not it was plugged in, fucking looked like she knew how to play it. Like, really? Yeah, well. I know. <sighs> I want to see this show five more times. Ugh, I want to. I definitely want to see it again. I don't. I mean, it's a short run because it's off Broadway and mm. it's ATC. So they do a lot of shows, you know. Um, it's through mm. October 2nd. I don't know how their system works. I don't know if they'll be able to extend or I don't know how it works. It might just be I till October 2nd. But I say if you can get there, get there. Right. For a <sighs> short season subscription-based uh, theater, their tickets are pretty reasonable. The regular mm-hmm. price is $65. 
which for someone who didn't want to pay $40 for a rush ticket <laughs> several years ago, I find that quite reasonable now. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? You argued so still, strongly. Lead, like, you were offended. The there, you I were still offended. agree was, was a big leap. But it's you're right. Amazing. What are they going to do? They, you know, they can do it. So they do it. You sound like that that guy who got into an argument with me at work because we started charging 25 cents for almond milk. That is milk. not the same thing. And I read your tweet <laughs> and you retweeted it and I know exactly what you're talking about and I'm offended. <laughs> I mean, is there anything else to say about the show besides it's amazing and go see it? I hope really, it gets really, productions really, all over the place. Please. Yes. I like, hope churches I feel like, do it. I hope non-churches do it. I, mean, I hope everybody sees it and learns about these just, women. Yes. Yes. Like the the fucking history of it of like this woman in essence invented rock, like rock and yeah. roll. Like she invented rock and roll. Rock and roll exists like because of her. So if you think if you like rock and roll music <laughs> at all, yeah, you should know who you she is. You fucking owe it to yourself to know who she is and know about her life. Yeah. She is like the mother of modern music. I think her I think her actual like uh title is the grandmother of blues, ah. I think is what her I think that's what they picked. But I'm just going to say the mother of modern music because that's more broad and far-reaching, sure. and I believe it applies. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the news, the news of the week. Mm. There was a reading for a Donna Summer musical. What? What? Who was there? Well, uh... In the workshop, Ariana DeBose was Donna Summer. Well, oh my uh, so three. God. There's actually three actresses that play her, but Ariana DeBose oh. was like the, you know, disco queen of disco yes. Donna Summer. Yes, and uh, some of the men in her life are going, at least in this incarnation. Hopefully, it will stay this way. Are played by women. <gasps> what? Yeah. Are there any? I think there are men. men in it. I don't think it's an all-female show. show. Interesting. Uh, but, and I don't know, like, not an all-female <laughs> cast, but they specifically chose to have the love interests that, in reality, were male-identified people being played by. Yeah, I don't know if it people. says love interests or specifically it just says key men. So who? I don't exactly know. Uh, you know what specifically that means, but but I um how long before I can see? I don't this? know. I don't know what uh, <laughs> I don't know what stage this is in, but I guess for them to be talking about it, it you know, it must be fairly advanced because usually when things are just sort of mm. unless unless they're right. a known entity. Which I guess Donna Summer is, right. but, you know, like Frozen or something that's basically done. They just need to change a few right. things. Um, right. And the director of this, and hopefully we'll stay with it maybe, is Des McEnough, who has done uh, some stuff that we loved, like Jesus Christ Superstar. Yes. Um, and let me tell you, if, if the Gloria Stefan musical closes before my dad gets to see it, <gasps> then the Donna he, Summer like musical. the Donna Summer musical is our next great hope because my dad loves yes. Donna Summer. <laughs> loves Donna Summer. And well he should because she's well, fucking wonderful. Exactly. Who doesn't love Donna Summer? Oh yes. I still think about Donna Summer's uh cameo role that she had on it might have been a two episode arc of Family Matters. She played yeah. that Aunt Una. Uh, and, of course, it was one of those situations where she's, like, shy or something. If I'm remembering it correctly, there's, like, a talent show, and she ends up, like, crushing it, you know, 
Because she's actually Donna Summer. Of course, yes. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. So 90s. So funny. Yeah, right. I wonder if someone will play Barbara Streisand. I was just thinking. Were you? (laughs) Enough is enough is enough. Well, I was thinking, isn't there, didn't somebody else, like, did uh, Leah Michelle or someone, like, record a version of that arrangement? Probably. I feel like somebody Maybe it was on Glee like or awkwardly made something. Maybe it was on Glee. Yeah, I was thinking about that and and one trying to remember who recently re-recorded that arrangement. Enough is enough is enough is enough. I can't go. I was just looking through my my Marie and Rosetta playbill actually, and there was a picture. I mean, a picture for Barbara Streisand's new album. And I just the pictures that Barbara tr- like like approves. I I'm I just want to like I don't know. She's fascinating. Like the picture that is the album cover where she's like wearing a nightgown. Oh right, with a strappy yeah, tank I've seen top. That. She's got mm-hmm. like the robe just off the shoulder, like just yeah, perfectly, just right off the like shoulder, and like the nails, outfit. and like the way she's <laughs> like it's all velour. I think crushed everything. Velvet. Yeah, crushed velvet. Yeah, and like the and also just the sign Hollywood Broadway. I want to. Can I be one of Always. the randos that one of these famous people duets with? Because I feel like a lot of you're like, oh, that makes sense. Hugh Jackman, Anne Hathaway. Okay, Seth MacFarlane. Sure, he did the standards. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Wilson. He's a Broadway star. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> I guess I wouldn't call her a rando because she's very, very famous. But like, right? For this but what did she sing? <laughs> oh man. I mean, God love them both. I, is that? <laughs> oh, I guess it is. What? The, her, it says the only artist in history with six consecutive decades of number one albums. And I actually, I was about to be like, I think that's not true because I think Cher also has mm-hmm. that achievement and Dolly also has that achievement. And I think that Cher's is actually hit songs, not albums, because not all of her albums went big. It was just the singles. Yeah. But, um, whatever. Whatever, Barbara. You're fine. If that makes you She's happy. Barbara. It's, it's cool. You know what? One of my favorite things about Barbara Streisand that I feel like just explains a lot about her um, that I read in like, you know, some book biography Mm -hmm. about her was that when she was doing, I want to say it was like when she was doing, I can get it for you wholesale or something else that was like right in like the first, like two, three years of her career or like the first couple acting jobs. She worked with an acting teacher, like really, really Mm -hmm. heavily, like a bunch or Whatever, I don't know. And a normal amount, who knows? And and after she, like, got famous, or not, you know, like, a year later when she booked this off-Broadway show, and then, like, two years later was in Funny Girl. I think sometime right before she was in Funny Girl, Mm -hmm. maybe, the acting teacher started putting out advertisements being, like, "Ah, like, take an acting class with me. I coach Barbara Streisand. And she fucking, like like sued him and shut him down because she didn't want anyone to know that she had taken acting oh classes. I know. Well, yeah, she's very isn't she's very proud of like not taking voice lessons. Yes, she's very Which also, very that makes very me proud of the fact that she's untrained on that because if she took right. acting well, lessons exactly. and like then didn't want anybody to know. Bitch, you probably took voice lessons and I hope they made well, you. It's like, a like tooth- just for the health of right. your instrument. Right. Well, that's like it's like it's like a twofold thing, because on the one hand, you're like, okay, Barbara, I understand you being like, well, snap, snap, snap. I just have all this goddamn raw talent. But then you're also like, but Barbara, what do you think your talent would be like if you had trained? This is what. Oh, (laughs) don't you think you could be 10 times better than what you are if you had trained and see how I came around about rush. I remember having this conversation with you where I was where you are now. And you were like, eh, who cares? 
like about right. training. And I was like, no. Sure. <laughs> she has to do all uh. the training, but it's more, well, it's obviously like the biggest problem is the hypocrisy of it is that she wants to make the claim that she is like right. a, a diamond that just appeared, exactly. that I'm just this amazing talent that had no experience, that I popped out of nowhere, which is like completely counter to her narrative of high she was, like, recording songs when she was a kid. Like, e- even though she didn't, like, get into an off-Broadway show, get an acting right. gig until whenever, like, she was, like, work is training. Right. she's not so. Karen fucking Cartwright. <laughs> exactly. I think I'll try this. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. I love you, Barbara, but... <laughs> I mean, my love for Barbara mostly resides... Pre nineteen, like you know, I don't know, right. the eighties. Anyway. anyway, now that we've talked about this advertisement <laughs> for Barbara Streisand's new album, what else can we talk well, about? Let's talk about another uh, new musical. Let's Wait, I just have to comment on one last thing that I completely glossed over okay. on this Barbara thing. <laughs> First of all, can we talk about? How many different fonts are on this one page? Uh, are you looking yes. at how many fonts the there sign are? Barbara Streisand, one font. Teams with and singing, one font. One font. Extraordinary movie partners and Broadway dance, right. one font. And then the different names, font. different font. Also, I just, I love extraordinary movie partners. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> What's an extraordinary movie Melissa partner? McCarthy, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I love it. She made that up. She made that phrase up because she was like, how do I describe these people yeah, that makes this her, group of people sound more incredible than right, any group of people that's people, ever been assembled in the history her, of the world? Whoever was doing this, the marketing people were like, uh, let's say um, like Hollywood and Broadway duets. Yeah. And she was like, no, that's not right. No, that's what everyone else does. That's not what I do. I work with extraordinary movie partners. Yeah, like Daisy Ridley. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, okay, we All can right. move on. I just no, had that's to. fine. Uh, I appreciate your eye for graphic design. <laughs> There's another new musical that I believe you secreted or... Something like that. <gasps> Muriel's Wedding. Oh, my God! It's premiering next fall, so I guess 2017 in Sydney, which makes sense. And then hopefully it'll come here Fox a la Sydney. Priscilla. I mean, that's, yeah. Yes. It's the same, it's the same uh, director as Priscilla. And mm. the screenwriter will be writing the musical's book. And, oh, it's going to be contemporary. It's going to take place in contemporary oh. today times, and it will be using mm. the songs of ABBA, another ABBA musical. Oh. oh my god! Do you think? Do you think that they're not going to repeat any songs that were in? Mama I don't know Mia, how you, you know that's can possible do with that. Their I mean, I know that you. Could, I know you though. can. I think the people would be mad because even though ABBA has such a vast catalog, the the casual ABBA fan needs to hear all the songs that were in. Right, uh, Mamma Mia! Like you can't not have my dancing. Ho- well, okay. So then, my hope is that they find a way to, you know, satisfy the need for the big hits. Give me some of the big ones. But I hope that like like there there are like twice as many ABBA songs in Mamma Mia than you remember there being. Oh yeah, well, because then they were like so we got to throw in the, the mega mix too. Right. I hope that, like, the 50% of other ABBA songs, they like, I just hope that they use more songs that people are less familiar with. Because there's such a wealth of music. Yeah, you're right. I don't disagree. They should explore the entire catalog. If they know what's good for them. I love ABBA, man. ABBA's the best. That's the go-to work music, man. You know, I've never seen Muriel's Wedding, so... <gasps> Patty, watch it right now. I, well, I can't, but <laughs> I'm gonna see if it's on Netflix. I mean, like, like you no, should, I know what you mean. You should just watch. Yeah. You have enough time oh, to watch yeah, it sure. now before the show, so we well, should yeah, watch it. Considering it's gonna that. be in Sydney next year, 
I think it'll be a while before it gets to New York. But you know how these things are. Nine years, still haven't seen Jersey Boys. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. Well, you never can have enough ABBA, so. Ooh, it's on Amazon Prime. Great. I'll watch it sometime this week, maybe. Wonderful. Try to do that, and I'll report back next week. Um, What else? What else? We got some more hairspray casting. We have a seaweed. Oh, Ephraim Sykes. Oh, hey! I know! He's going to be so great. That's exciting. And Shahadi Wright Joseph is Lily Nez. She was in The Lion King and was in School of Rock. And she's real cute. Uh, I think he'll be great. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'm ready for it. When is this happening Um, Let me see. I think it's same. December 7th. Yeah, so like that first week of December. Oh, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day? Yes. December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day. I can never forget that. Never forget, Emily. Also because my best my best friend growing up, her birthday was on December 7th. I also have a friend whose birthday is on September. Whoa! What are the possible coincidences of that? I mean, chances. They're probably much greater than we know. (laughs) I don't know that we could even (laughs) figure that out. (laughs) A day that will live on infinite. Anyway, that's all right. And also in extraordinary Broadway stories, you had to be there. On Your Feet last week performed a show with without set changes. I wish I was there. I wish I was I there. I know, right? Oh. There. <laughs> it sounds amazing. I mean, like, you know, shit right. happens. And I wish I was well, there. And this is what happens when we... Give ourselves up to the the machines because mm-hmm. it, you know the computer crashed or whatever. So they couldn't. They like stopped the show quickly and like had, it says they had a quick meeting to go over staging adjustments and quick changes, and then they just did the show on probably that first cube like set where she's singing with the laundry. Oh, it, oh, it, that's it so crashed cool. before the show began. So they, no, at the they, AM, it was at, clear. So on the, uh, so I guess it was just clear, like what would happen when the show was over and they put the ghost light out. But it was too close right. to curtain, and Amazing. all those people were there. And why? You, like, sure, you can definitely do the show. There's no reason you can't right. do the show. Chicago does it without a set so every awesome. day. Yeah, they do. <laughs> That is awesome. What a fun, cool experience. I mean, like, I can understand if that was, like, the one show you saw in New York and you're like, I didn't get to see the set. But that is a very cool, unique experience to have. Also, I got really confused because we had just been talking about how Louis Black is going to do his show in the marquee (laughs) when they're not there. And so I was like, did they get rid of the set? (laughs) Like... (laughs) <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> to accommodate Lewis's black show once a month for the next two months, I mean once a week for the next two months, we're getting rid of the set. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, amazing to the cast of On Your Feet. That's just... Fuck yeah, man. Right on. I wonder if there were any understudies or swings on that yeah, night, too. Yeah, I don't know. Jeez. Just... If anyone was at that performance or has more details about that performance, let us know. Yeah. Um, not that long ago, we were going over Fiddler's performance schedule during the High Holy Days. And mm. they have since canceled their performance on Yom Kippur. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I think is funny and fascinating and interesting is that... Like, this, the people that made the original schedule were not Jewish. It's nice that they are accommodating the Jews, but it's also, like, still funny that even in the base schedule of the Jew show, they were like, 
Just put it in another schedule, and then we'll correct for Jewish holidays later. Did you know that well, Jewish they holidays might have are been like like you can look those dates up for the next like thousand <laughs> years and know when they're gonna happen. Well. Like, there's no like they move around, but there's no secret about where they're going to be. My guess to take a cynical view on it, as we were discussing earlier with rush tickets, is they wanted to see if it would sell before they canceled it. Mm, damn it, Patty, like, you're right. I mean, I don't think. And then they were like, Jewish people don't want to see their Jewish show on the holy day. Well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I would hope, or well, we don't know, or I would hope that yeah. the actors maybe were like, "Well, that must have been part of their contract negotiations." I would think, if anyone was that important to them, it would have been part of their contract negotiations. Because you would know would, when it I is. Would, yes. obviously. Well, actually, I wonder. I'm curious about. They legally, can't make you work really on that day if it's a religious right. reason. Well, exactly. Right. Right. Anyway. But there's a lot of fucked up shit with, there's a lot of, you know, sneaky workarounds that I think plenty of people, I think a lot of things that are against the law. Oh, well, sure. (laughs) That's That's the sum up. I didn't know how else, I was like, how else do I sum this up? I don't know, I guess, I just think a lot of things happen. Emily. And someone on Twitter alerted us to this, so thanks, thanks, Schmazats, for keeping your eyes out. Yeah. So, uh, which one's Yom Kippur? That's the New Year. Uh, no, Rosh Hashanah is the always forget that. New Year. Yom Kippur is of the atonement. Day of Atonement, okay. and that happens first, so that you can be ready yeah. for the New Year. You have to atone, and then you like think about all the bad <laughs> shit you did for like a week, and then you can go go wait. No, wait, maybe it's the other way around. Emily. <laughs> Dude, that's, as, that's like how far removed I am from the Jewish community. That's how long it's been since I went to Yom Kippur services. I can't remember which, if you have to, you have to like, yeah, you have to like atone for that your sins sense. first. Then you hang out and, you, and then you go ask for forgiveness from people and then you eat apple and honey. Ah, yes, apples and honey. For a sweet mm. new year. I don't know, man. I, I haven't fucking identified as Jewish religiously in like 10 years. Do some Jew stuff this year with your family. I'm doing doing Jewish stuff with my family this year? I'm asking. Oh, oh. For the holidays. They have... Oh, I don't know. No clue. My mom stopped asking me. (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah, my mom had. It was like a good many years when I moved to New York where it was like, have you found a synagogue? Oh, yeah, my mom. You found, are you going to do anything? Find a, mm. uh, my what now? It's what? on 45th Street. And it's called the Bernard Last B. Night when I. <laughs> <laughs> I was, last night when I was leaving rehearsal, I was walking out with one of my friends and I was like, they were like, blah, 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 I have some time to kill before I go to church. And I was like, is church a euphemism or are you at going to a religious church? And they were like, I'm going to Jesus church. And I was like, thank you for yeah. clarifying. <laughs> you can't, you have to, you have yep. to clarify. What do you say on Yom Kippur? To, is there a, a, a greeting? <gasps> Or like, I do you uh, say like I forgive you or something? <laughs> yeah, I. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of a specific greeting that is for Yom Kippur besides Hag Sameach, which is just no wait. Yeah, right. Hag Sameach is just like Happy Holidays, oh, okay. or like Have a Happy Holiday, yeah. like well, any I'm holiday. I'm gonna say Merry Christmas. Man, I. Forget. <laughs> Yeah. Haksameh translates to joyous festival. Oh. It really, it's for every holiday. Oh, okay. Um, and then Shana I'm on a website right now called www.jufac, <laughs> spelled F-A-Q. Yes, well, frequently asked questions. Dot org. Right. Fac. <laughs> Great. Well, say it again. Hogsameh. Hogsameh, cast of Fiddler on the Roof. 
Yeah. And Merry fucking Christmas. Or you could say Gut Young Tiff. That is also Yeah, that is also good holiday. Oh. Like G U T? Yeah. Good in German? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. it's Yiddish. It's Yiddish. So it is oh, German. Oh, it's Yiddish. I see, I see. Okay. All um, right. This and has been your Yiddish lesson. I know, right? The, well, because the, the only one, the reason why I was trying to remember if there was a specific one for Yom Kippur is because there is a specific greeting for Rosh Hashanah, which is Lashana Tova. Right. Which is like, have a, happy, happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. That one I knew. Nice. Wait, this is great. This is actually, thank you, Jew, Jew Frequently Asked Questions. <laughs> Lashana Tova is an abbreviation, and the, uh, the full definition of the full phrase is, may you be inscribed and sealed for a good year. Oh. <laughs> that's like, that's like the opposite of like a long, a long German word. That means, like, something complicated. <laughs> right, right. And it's, like, a whole mouthful, and it's just, like, have a good one. Yep. <laughs> For a whole year. <laughs> oh, Jews. Carolee, 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 update! Carolee Carmelo and Roz Ryan were like, hey, girlfriends, and ran oh my God. into each other on the street like normal human beings do. Emily, you didn't even have to shoehorn Scandalous into this episode. I know. They did naturally. the work for me. <laughs> they did the work for me. It was amazing. They took two selfies. I love it. I love when you, I love when people take photos with people they were in shows with before that I really liked. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it's Carolee Carmelo. Especially when it's Carolee Carmelo. It's great. I love it. They look both look so adorable. I feel like I not hope enough- that they had a glass of white wine together. Oh, I hope so. I feel like not enough people knew know that Roz Ryan was one of the muses in Hercules. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I agree. Not enough people know. PSA, the important. more you know, shooting star. <laughs> I've never seen Hercules. Oh, God, it's so good. You could listen to the, I mean, I think it's yeah. good. I know for, that song. For what Hercules, it is, Hercules. Yeah. No, that's from. That's from. Is that in the movie? No, that. <laughs> What's that from? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. This whole time I thought that that's what that was from. That's that's from um, The Nutty Professor. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that is that's Eddie Murphy as in, oh my God. in a fat suit. As I definitely thought that that <laughs> reference was from the movie. No. Because I'd have never seen either of those things. <clears throat> oh, no. I'll well, discontinue you know. my use of that immediately because I have. Oh, that's yeah. really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet of the Week. On September 10th at 6 p.m., Audra McDonald tweeted, Shelly Wright, my friend, your new album, I Am The Rain, is so soulful and moving and authentically you. Thank you for pouring your heart out for all of us. Ugh. Thanks for the music recommendation, Audra McDonald. Audra McDonald wants us to get Shelly Wright's album. I haven't, I, I think after we found out she was gay, I listened to some of her music because I knew who she was then. Right. And but and all right, like Audrey McDonald. I do like country music, although I am very picky about my country music because I don't right. like this is a very pop con- country. Kind, That's not yeah. true. I do like pop country, but I like pop country from the eighties and nineties from Reba McIntyre and Dolly Parton specifically. Well, yeah, don't come around <laughs> here looking like that. Mm, oh God, I fucking love that song so much. <laughs> oh my God. What's that song that Reva sings where she's like, why haven't you called me? I got call waiting and call forward. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I you haven't know. even called my answering service and left me a message. Oh, God. What? That's so great. I can't wait till, like, 
all of the nonsense we're talking about now in songs becomes obsolete. Right, right. Yes. This is slightly musical theater related. I finished watching. I went back and actually watched all of Minority Report. The show with Stark yeah, the Sands? Show. Yeah, okay. with Stark Sands. Have you watched it? I did. Did you like it? I liked it. I think it, it's, I don't think it got picked up for another season. And oh, I'm did not it? like, no, that's or bad. maybe it officially didn't get canceled, but like I'm not mm. torn. I, but I right. enjoyed it. Mm. But I'm not like, oh no. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel the same way. Right. I love Mesa Megan Good. She's the best. Oh, yes. Mm. Well, Audra McDonald only tweeted twice this week. So while we thank her for the music recommendation, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Our, our prophecy she's, might be coming true. I know. She's busy growing that to, baby. have to pick somebody, which, you know, that's fine. I mean, yeah. I don't we know. Take we'll care of you, see. Audra. Mm, take care of that baby mm-hmm. and you. Listen to some Girl, country that music. Baby. Oh yeah. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty N Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.